Welcome to the People and Technology Podcast. I'm David Gazzarotto, and we're here live at the ATC event doing our podcast marathon, joined as ever by my illustrious colleague, Jared Cameron. <laughs> Jeez, I thought you were going to forget my name for a minute. There were only about 14 episodes in so far. I did, in fact. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, uh, yes, we are. We're 14 episodes in. Um, we're going to break our record, I hope. I don't know. But, um, yeah, <laughs> after lunch session, we're all getting a bit tired now. Um, but what's going to live us up? I've been really looking forward to this one. We didn't know who we were going to be interviewing in this session until about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome Tony Wu from WePloy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. yeah. Great thank to be here. Awesome. Well, um, tell us why you're here. Well, so this is actually the first time we're doing it. Um, yep. you know, obviously, we're, we are a startup. We're coming out of a, our, our startup phase and, and going into more of a, a growth phase. Yep. But um, from our perspective, it was really about exploring new ways to get ourselves out there, You know, build yeah. awareness and, and just talk to the people, talk to the industry and um, just be here. You know? yeah. um, and then we got invited to um, present at the Innovation Lab, um, and which we were like, great, you know, this, is, this is amazing already. You know? yeah. um, and then we went out, we, we told our story, and, and next thing you know, I was on a stage with an award. I was like, what? What just happened? So, awesome. Yeah, really, really Shout excited. So, yeah, yes, yeah. Somewhat humble guy, of course, um, has won the Innovation Award here at the conference and uh, fought off against nine other competitive startups of, uh, of various ilks. So congratulations, Thank that's you. an awesome achievement. Thank and you. Thank you. Little notch in the belt. Thank you. Yeah. No. Look, we're really proud because at the end of the day, um, what people don't realise is our product is actually an MVP. Yeah. Um, we've obviously yep. we've we've been able to tweak it and grow it, and mm. but it, it to us it's still an MVP stage. Mm. And so if people are loving what we do already, then you know the future is really bright, and and we as a team just are super excited about what what is going to happen and the yeah. future of work in this whole space. Tony, awesome. why don't you tell us? You know, in one sentence, what talent problem does your product solve? Yeah, yeah. So we, in, in one short sentence, is we provide support talent on demand. Support. Straightforward, yeah. So what's support talent? Is that, um, is that the, the people who aren't actually talented? They just support the talent? No, they're very talented because actually what we find is um, there's a lot of people that have talents of different kinds, mm. but... Um, support workers are often kind of uh, neglected, you know, mm. because everyone thinks about, oh, I need a tech guy, I need a marketing manager, I need whatever, but people forget about the people that are behind the scenes making the things happen. So from our perspective, we look after how can we provide support to organizations? So, um, you know, a, a great example, actually, um, a client down in Melbourne, they, they've gone through some, um, they had some recent news mm. um, and uh, they've had an influx of um, queries and questions and inbound calls, etc. And uh, she She's like, I don't know what to do. I just need someone. I don't even know what the job description is. I just need someone in here. So she jumped on our platform and, you know, bang, within the past 48 hours, she's had three people rock up and just they're just there to, you know, whether it is to answer phones, whether it is to just input data, get coffees, whatever. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Solve so problems. Solve problems. Exactly. Problem solvers. So without wanting to pigeonhole, because, I, you know, it sounds yeah. like you've got a fairly uh, distinct proposition, but to try and point of comparison we've got um, platforms like Airtasker which yep. would be a similar but perhaps for the more manual labour type activities um, you've got the, the Speed Lancer model which is probably more at the, the, the technical and professional end yep. you, you yep. sort of fit somewhere in the middle there yeah so 
we really compete against the uh, recruitment agencies. Mm. So, mm. Um, I mean, like people like Airtasker and Speedlance and this, like we're all in the same, I guess, we're all solving the same problem and, and, and uh, the way I see it is we're all fighting the same fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, the reason why we're competing against the agencies is there's a couple main differentiators that really come into play. You know, one of the things is, for example, um, unlike Airtasker or some of these freelancer type organizations, um, the people, our employees, our community, they're actually hired by us. So we look after their liability, their insurance, those kind of things. So they payroll through us. And the reason why we do that is there was a lot of, I guess, uh, negative press around people getting paid below um, yeah. minimum wage and yeah. those kind of things. So we were like, how do we change the way that people look at employment by creating the world's best community of, of on-demand staff? Mm. And so for us, it made more sense that we pay them and, and employ them so that we can actually set the rate, we look after all those sort of things. So that's one. I mean, speed is another thing. Mm. Um, wh- I actually tried to use one of these other sites um, to do some stuff of my own. And, and actually, just, I just put in a two-hard basket because um, you, you make the request. It takes you know, maybe five, ten minutes to, to set up a profile and make a request. But then you get inundated with all these people that go, hey, I put their hands up and they start bidding for all these jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And for me, I just I don't know who I want anymore. Whereas in our yeah. case, we just look at um, getting that person. Um, we just look at getting that person and, and uh, what do you call it? When, when that person makes that request, the, the job offers pinged out directly to a pool of pre-vetted, readily available. They've been psych tested. They've been skills tested. They've been police checked. They're ready. And they basically approve or, mm. or accept or decline the job. So what happens is the speed to fuel becomes mm. a real big benefit for us. Yeah, yeah. So currently, for example, the average time for a job to be fueled is 33 seconds. That just can't wow. be done So there's no, there can't be a human touching no. that process, right? No. So that must be, you must be basically connecting up the person looking for work and the person that is providing the opportunity for the work as quickly as possible. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what? It's, it's, it's crazy because I've had more thank you letters and emails and calls than I did at the years of when I was at recruitment and, and, and in an agency. Um, the two years that I was there, I, yeah, in the span that we've done, and, and each time I tell them, I go, look, I actually didn't do anything. Um, I, you know, the system did it. Our, yeah. our team did it, but they want to thank someone, so yeah. I'll, I'll take it. You created <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a framework for them. Yeah, is, is there particular industries or verticals that you're you're targeting? And for example, do you go after blue collar? Do you go after trade type, you know, workers as well? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, so currently, the areas or verticals we look after uh, your office support type. Um, we're always like office admin, business admin, mm. um, customer service, contact centers. Um, but then we also do things like warehousing, events and promo, um, and retail as well. So because oh, wow. we find the people that are working in these industries are quite interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. sure. Common skill set across them. And we actually heard that uh, yesterday when mm. we were talking. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone was telling us about call centers, regardless of the regardless of what type of call center you worked in. Generally, the skill set was very well interchangeable as yeah. well. And yeah, yeah. Well, we, we do a lot of vetting around problem solving. So, um, and I don't know I'm throwing a few stats, but this, this is hopefully the last one. Um, the the current community of our uh, our, uh, our employees they actually rank 63 percent higher than the average working adult. So when they go into these organizations, they go into whether it be a contact center, or a startup, or whatever. They just adapt. They yeah. just they just they just get shit done. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just they're, they're, they're chameleons. They're good mm. at just landing and it's sort yeah. of just working yeah. out and going. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a. I mean, to me, um, it's a business model that's ripe for the future of work. Right. So we're we're moving to more contingent um, models. You know, it's been talked about a lot. The gig economy and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, there's a lot of displacement that can occur around that too. So having a vehicle within which you can 
um, you can you can you can engage in the workforce, um, but still apply your skills in that contingent manner. That's yeah. Yeah. that's part of it. So we're sort of taking excess capacity, yeah, and making sure that we can spread that out across where the need is. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and the past two days, we've been speaking to obviously a lot of more employers about the employer proposition or the mm. hiring proposition, right? But what we haven't been able to really talk to people about is actually the candidate problem that we're solving as well. And this is a huge piece of the, the puzzle that often gets missed out is because companies go, oh, how do I hire better? But they often forget about how do we make better communities or provide better work experience as well, right? Yeah. So one of the things that we're really focused on is is, for example, how do we make it so that you can work to live rather than living to work? Yeah. So uh, an example is, you know, you, you look at people at the moment where, um, and I, I, I face the same problem myself, where if you ask them the question of, you know, if you, weren't, if you could do anything in the world right now, yeah, what, what would, would be? you be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And most people spend probably 10% of their time doing what they love and then, you know, if that, and then 90% doing what they have to. So from our perspective was, what if we could change that? What if we could give them and remove that fear so that they could then go do the things that they wanted to do, mm. explore the world, be the people that they want to be, and still, you know, just basically look at employment not as a nine to five, but a way to basically work to live. Yeah, that's an awesome proposition. And it's part of like, I think these are the sorts of solutions that um, the world needs too. And I yeah. don't want to overstate it, but we've, we've got people who've got to pay their rent. We've got people who... You know, as you say, they've got life dreams they want to want to follow, and they they need to be supported to be able to do that. Yeah. And the traditional work structure hasn't done that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it also yeah. it speaks to the peaks and troughs that organisations yeah. go through as well. You know, it's a, it's a load balancing issue, right? So you sit there and you go, actually, how many people do I need in my organisation to do the core part of why my organisation exists? Yeah. And then you sit down and say, we want to do a big promotion at the moment, but it's going to generate quite a lot of you know reaction from the community. How do we manage that do we yeah. go out and do we hire a whole lot of people well maybe not maybe you use a system like this to you're, you're, manage it you're absolutely right i mean we are a startup right so we mm-hmm. we face uh you know we don't have budgets of some of these large organizations so we have to be really critical and, and smart about how we spend our money and i remember in the early days and, and even to now but obviously it was was much more apparent then um you know, we had a core team of about four to five people at the time, but at any given time in our office, we had about 10 to 15 people just working. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's no point for us to go and hire permanent, like 10 permanent staff to just do admin. We, for us, it was like, let's get these people in, give them tasks. Maybe they work for a day, maybe they work for a week, who knows? Yeah. But at least we can work be more agile whilst working and working smarter right we don't, we don't want our guys working to, to 7, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and not having a life like mm. you know mm. I, I'm, a, I'm a big avid Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, fan and I have to train every day so um, <laughs> I'm actually the most of the time the first one out of the office and, and I'm an avid believer we have to work smarter than harder you know? yeah yeah that's, um, that's a great story, isn't it? I mean, I tell you what, though, there's some there's some organisations that will be disrupted by this. You know, I hope I, so. yeah, <laughs> I can think so of a couple about. that are ripe for the taking. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a bit about the the journey of the business itself. I mean, obviously, and you, your startup, you've just won a startup award or an innovation award. Um, what's what's the journey from here? Are we, are we bootstrapping at the moment? Have we got some funding already? Yeah, so we were really lucky. We hijacked the dinner um, and secured investment um, and uh, basically forced our UX wireframe down, a, down our, our investor's face and, yeah. and he looked at it and went, cool, I, I like it. <laughs> um, Here's some he, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, he, you know, we, we proposed what we were after and he said, how do we make that faster? You know, so we doubled it and he goes, all right, let's tack on some more and 
his uh, our first seed was Fonrique. Um and then he came back uh, three months later to see mm. what we'd done with the Fonrique. And he loved it so much. He goes, here's a further 600K. So mm. to date, we've raised the meal. Mm. Um, and we're now live. So we are making revenue. Mm. Um, and, and we're in a, in a good stage where we're not seeking funding. We're seeking the right partners and, and that sort of stuff. So it's great. We're empowering. Yeah, we're in a good situation. Mm. So for us, it's, we, are, we are a startup, but we're not your typical, very mm. lean you know, um, situation. We've been able to build revenue, build a team. We've grown a team from, uh, I've thought in my head it should be 16 today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, I'm still a bit jet lagged, but um, it's, 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 we're at that phase where it's how do we now grow and, mm. and grow rapidly. You know? mm. Even today, we've had people just screaming at us going, you know, why aren't you in Perth yet? Why aren't you in Brisbane? And <laughs> soon, very yeah. soon. Yeah, mm. yeah no, that's cool. It's a great story. Mm. Interesting. Um, Dave Machoka and Video My People, and I know you've got a, you know, know those guys guy. well. There's yeah. a, another part of the, the Melbourne HR tech mafioso that exists. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, it's probably more apt with his, his and my heritage than yours, but anyway, we'll make it work. Um, the, yeah, being able to, to, to kind of um, tap into the urgency as well and to be able to um, run at a pace. That enables you to address the market as the demand. This, I think, that's a really important calibration. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. You have to be fast, right? The, mm. This this sector is moving rapidly. Yeah. Um, and even being here today, looking at some of these different suppliers, different organisations, it's super exciting to 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 really be able to see what sort of solutions are out there. Um, so absolutely, for us, you know, um, like I said, like our product is an MVP at the moment. Mm. Um, there is so much more that we want to do to it um, and, and that's where it gets really exciting and mm. seeing what, what everyone else is doing. At the end of the day, we're in this together and, yeah. and you know, like for example, David and myself, we're in two different, two, two different type of um, businesses but we're, we're going against the same cause and, yeah. and that's yeah. when it becomes really powerful. So yeah. Definitely. We um, had this really interesting conversation with James Gilbert from HubSpot this morning and you know, obviously they're a bit further down their journey but he talked about building your moat while you were growing, what he meant by that was um, as you're creating a new, well, not necessarily creating a new market, but attacking a market, as you guys are, you know, there's going to come a time when your product's going to come under threat or your solution's going to come under threat. So are you guys already starting to think about some ways that you can build the sort moat, of defend yeah. your patch and build your moat? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hiring is one of the biggest things is making sure that, like, yeah. so a, a little bit of background behind um, our investor he came over to Australia, I think it's about 39 or 40 years ago, um, as an immigrant with nothing in his pockets. Mm. Um, and he now has been able to build his business into one of the world's largest um, ag tech businesses. Um, and, and he attributes his success to making sure the right foundations are in there. Um, it's easy for us to be in our stage to cut corners, yeah. whereas in our case, we make sure that the foundations are set, the team is it's, it's why we have 16 people rather than, you know, four or five people. Mm. Um, we want to make sure that we are there to handle the growth. We've always expected ourselves to scale yeah. and to talk volume. So it's, it's, we need to have a proactive recruitment strategy where we don't wait for you know, uh, a growth problem to occur mm. and then go, oh, we need to go and hire. And we want to get ready for that, ready for war. So yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few things that are happening, but I think that's, that's probably one of the, the biggest things for us right now. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. So um, where do you think this will go? I mean, is this, is this uh, solution, um, the Australian market's ripe for it? What other markets you're looking at already? So one of the conditions or the only condition that our uh, investor put in play when he, when he put the money down was that we have to be global from day one. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
Australia is a essentially a uh, it's a testing market for us. Mm. We want to build our product here. We want to represent the Aussie pride, and we want to take it overseas. So we've we've mapped out a few countries already, mm. um, and and uh, obviously going to attack that quite quickly. Um, so from us, we want to take we want to solve this problem on a global effort, and mm. that's where even from his perspective. His business resides out of Asia, mm. Um, mm. and he has this problem over there. So it's it's mm. what what we're doing isn't a, a Melbourne only yeah. problem, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. That's so exciting. I guess you've got some considerations around how do you take your business model and scale that across the different regions and get to a point where you can vet people and manage them and do the payroll and all. Because there are some complications. I mean, you're basically you are an employer. Yes, in, correct. In, of sense, you know, I mean, I presume that you basically hire people. As you pay them based on the work they're doing as opposed correct. to having them always on the payroll. But correct, correct. So you have a contingent workforce yourself in correct. some regards. You know? Correct, yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's where, from our perspective, we work um, tirelessly to ensure that our compliance and, and operational like procedures are, are really mapped out. You know, it's, it's really easy for us to create a marketplace where we just go, here's a bunch of people, here's a bunch of clients. Yeah. You can jump in and connect and then, you know, we take the responsibility away and we wash our hands and if, if you hire them, you hire them, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that's what I was saying before. It's just, ne- just a network if you do that, isn't correct, it? It's just correct. a, a and, meeting network. Correct. And that's where, from our perspective, we've spent actually a lot of time in the planning phase to make sure that the quality and the compliance was set so that we can we can basically build for, for larger processes. Mm, yeah. And it means, it means a company can actually come to you and say, I have a short-term need. I don't want to go through the process of trying to hire them and onboard them and sort out pay and, and, and vet them. They just, can you serve someone that's ready to go? And you can say, yeah, I can. I'll send you a bill for it. Yeah. You know, it's a really simple transaction for it's, them, right? It's, it's funny because we've had clients um, that have used agencies before and you know, they're like, oh, we, we don't need this. Um, and we ask them the question, oh, why, you know, what, what do you really like about your agency at the moment? And often it's either, it, well, most of the time it's, ah, oh, we've got either a relationship or the time to feel is really good. And we go, oh, what, what does that time to feel look like? Mm. And, you know, some of them are really chuffed and they go, 24 hours, you know, we can get someone down in, in a day. And, and we often go, all right, what, if we could beat that, you know, what if we make a bet and what, if we could beat that, you know, will you work with us? And they're like, yeah, if you can beat that, try, you know. <laughs> and then we sit in front of them, make the request, watch their, like basically, you know, watch them pick their mouth up off the ground and they go, what, how, how is that possible? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's able to ready to serve. Yeah, it's on demand. You know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's awesome. Pretty exciting. Very good. I think uh, we're pretty much close to the time. Well, yeah. yeah. We've gone all over the place, but it's really, really <laughs> great, Tony. It's really exciting. You guys have, you know, you've won the Innovation Lab and you're, you're starting to grow. And it sounds like today we're, you're in Melbourne. Tomorrow you might be in the rest of Australia and the next day you might be global. So, yeah. you know, I think maybe the next, next year's ATC, you guys might be coming along and talking about how you took, how you took your product to the world. Yeah. Well, you'll be here anyway so. to yeah. award the prize to the next generation of startups. Yeah. Mate, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, yeah, this space is just, like I said, I was actually saying to this to an exhibitor before. I never thought I'd be geeking out over HR. You know? <laughs> um, three years ago, four years ago, I was in a different place, and yeah. sitting here today, you know, it, it, it actually, I'm, I'm not, a, not, not afraid to say I, I love this space, and I'm an absolute, yeah, just this stuff. He's yeah. a convert, Dave, another convert. It's the coolest part of, uh, of the tech scene now. Yeah, you know? it is. Uh, there's more um, VC investment going to HR tech than any other sector. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome time to be here. Good stuff. Well, thanks, that's a Tony. great place to thanks leave the conversation. Thanks for having us. No, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming, Tony. <laughs> we need a break, Jared. We do. Thank you very much. No, pleasure. Catch you again soon.